We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. Watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at-bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. What are you doing, Wagner? Mark, what are you doing, Wagner? It's a White Sox thing. What are you doing, Wagner? It's also a thing for Saturday Suckage. We suck so you don't have to. Steve Rosenblum, Mark Rohde with you. And our segment, which we take a look around and stuff that doesn't always get, it's not the main stuff that gets talked about and covered, but stuff that needs to be acknowledged. So, Mark, the, the, third, the December 3rd, Thursday marked an anniversary of two legendary music occurrences, music events that would be the ultimate battle of the bands. In 1965, the Beatles released Rubber Soul. That had Drive My Car, Baby You Can Drive My Car, Nowhere Man. Sitting in his nowhere land Making all his nowhere plans for nobody Overrated! Right. You might have thought that was Mitch Trubisky for the last month and then Nick Foles got hurt. They were originally called the Ladybugs and then they became the Beatles. The Beatles, yeah. Oh, so... That was 19 that was December 3rd 1965. Exactly 20 years later later unbelievably. If you were to have a battle of the bands and you were to have a bracket and this were the bracket the Beatles Rubber Soul would be against this group singing this song. I don't even need to say their name. You just need to hear the music. Stiff. <laughs> I did not know we were going to go up there. I know. <laughs> oh, man. Let's just let it breathe. That's it. Dance. Running the ball is like making more romance. December 3rd, 1985, the Super Bowl Shuffle was released exactly 20 years after the Beatles released Rubber Soul. It's just, it's too perfect. It's just that that Venn diagram of sports and superstars and names and 
and whatever. So the the Super Bowl shuffle. What's your? I'll you take a, a Cal, Calvin mem- Thomas on the saxophone <laughs> over George Harrison on guitar any day of the week, my friend. Yeah. Boy, that is two very different bands right there. I wonder who who the actual band was for the Super Bowl shuffle because they have never, whomever they are, to my recollection, have never been given true credit because as far as we know, those are just bears that are part of that particular band. And obviously the bears did the vocals with Walter Payton starting, but that's tough, man. It's a tough choice, bro. I thought that there was the, 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 the band was listed at least in, what I saw, the lyrics were written by Richard E. Meyer and Melvin Owens. The music was okay. composed by Bobby Daniels and Lloyd Berry. The referee <laughs> was portrayed by Julia Kalish and Dan Hampton, our former teammate of the score, declined involvement because he thought it may have been too arrogant to release the Super Bowl shuffle before you run, you won a Super Bowl. But oh, the, yeah. the shuffling crew band itself is listed as Maury Buford, the punter, on Cowbell. You know what I need? More <laughs> Cowbell. cowbell. <laughs> yeah, I got the FIBA. The only answer is more Cowbell. What was your favorite... The only prescription is more Cowbell. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's what the was one your, I got who it had your Who had your favorite verse? Like, which player? The, pr- the Fridge. Just to watch yeah. him dancing around. Of all the people... Because it, it included the dancing. There were... You know, there's certainly Hall of Famers in there and, and what they had to say, but the idea of the of the fridge being that, you know, that a wasted draft pick, as Buddy Buddy called him, and and you know he would grow into literally grow into this massive thing, but just the idea of seeing him so athletic and whatever. It's the fridge. Come on, I don't you're looking know. at Did the fridge, have... and I'm the rookie. I may be large, but I'm no dumb cookie. Yeah, that was the fridge. My but favorite. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And he'll eat a little wrap bacon for you, too. That was his endorsement, as I recall. But my so the fridge, that's a good one. I would also like for the actual coolest one. Richard Dent, man. Sackman's coming. I'm your man, Dent. Quarterback's coming. He's going to get bent. I mean, that's just badassery right there. That is. That is. That is. And as part of the shuffling crew band, whatever, whatever listing they have of this, the idea that Tyrone Keys played the keyboard is just too good to be true. <laughs> that's, that's just like when Cheech and Chong did basketball Jones by Tyrone shoelaces. Oh. <laughs> it's just that it's such a perfect, but this is real. So anyways, yeah. that was that. And speaking of music, uh-huh. this is something that I, <clears throat> we need to discuss this in a, in a different way, but the Vancouver sun tweeted out the headline COVID-19 colon Canucks anthem singer Mark Donnelly to perform at anti-masker rally. They tweeted this out on Friday. Immediately after that came this tweet. Hey, at Vancouver Sun, change the headline to, quote, former Canucks anthem singer, hashtag wear a mask. The tweet came from Francesco Aquilini. He's the owner of the Canucks. And in fact, they fired the anthem singer. Oh, wow. He got fired on Twitter. Oh, that's amazing. (laughs) 
I mean, you'd think he'd be taking a chance doing that to begin with, but that's fantastic. That's that. That's laying it down. That's that we're not waiting around. There's not going to be no phone call. They fired the anth- the owner fired the anthem singer on Twitter. I'm not. I of all the things that have happened, I've I've never been fired on Twitter. I've never been. I have been broken up with over email. Uh, I don't. But never fired on Twitter. Is there a, is is there a list of famous Twitter firings? And that I don't might know, maybe be the one and only, right? I mean, I've never well, heard of that. Before. I guess it depends. Yeah, I don't know if you can admit how you can. They're always, they're always foreboding their omens from the administration, the White House, that this something's coming. But this was actually true. He fired him on Twitter because he was going to an anti-mask rally. <laughs> Former Canucks anthem singer. So Jim Cornelison, how you doing now? I yeah. just want to make sure. Just be so careful. The, yeah, there was a. This is something I um, did not know existed, and I thought it was just a terrific. I forgot about it if I ever knew it at one time. You know, we 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 saw earlier in the week Joe Kim Noah, one of the one of the your your favorite everybody's favorite bulls should have been anyways because he was just relentlessly good and interesting and great quotes and and aside from the. Cleveland quote. What's so great about You like it? You quote? think Cleveland's cool? I mean, I never heard anybody say I'm going to Cleveland on vacation. Right. No, you're right. Joe, you're right. So the Clippers are going to cut him and he was going to retire, which led to this uh, Twitter string, uh, a thread by David Axelrod, the, the architect of the Obama uh, presidential victory, the campaign. And a longtime Bulls fan. So this is a, this is what David Axelrod tweeted out. One of the all-time great Chicago Bulls, Joe Kim Noah, retired from the game this week. A savvy, relentless warrior on the court, a joyfully irreverent pre- presence off. He invested himself greatly in a pro- in programs for inner-city kids and to stop gang violence. He was a gift to our city. It goes on. In 2010, Barack Obama invited some NBA All-Stars to join him for a pickup game before wounded warriors in a gym at Fort McNair. During the game, the POTUS gleefully trash-talked Joe Kim Noah for his uh, unorthodox shooting style. Quote, where'd you get that ugly shot, Obama taunted. Next tweet. Noah, nearly seven feet tall and one of the NBA's greatest defenders, finally heard enough and decided to guard Obama. Unlike his all-star teammates who had given POTUS a wide berth, Noah completely and gleefully locked him down to the howls and cheers of the crowd. Wow. (laughs) That's it. In your face, Mr. President. Hey, man. <laughs> Noah had had enough. That's it. I'm back. back you start you. messing with a man's form. You, yes. you, I don't care what POTUS this, POTUS that. Let's go. Did you know that story? I, I did not. That story. I, I did didn't. Not I, know. None of that sucks. That is awesome. I did not know that story. Thank you, David Axelrod, for sharing that and being, being a Bulls fan. Uh, there was a... a um, 1901, today, a man named 
Walter E. Disney was born. I think it was E. Walt Disney was born 99 years ago in Chicago. And his there's still a still a tour of you a stop if you were to take a tour in the whatever it was called the Hermosa Hermosa Beach section of Chicago. And obviously he went on to um, to greater things and and got out of Chicago. And he was asked, it was retweeted by uh, Carl Quintanilla uh, of, um, I think it's MSNBC. He was the one who also brought on the, the history of, of Goodfellas. He, he brought us all the highlights of that. So at CNBC, part of the NBC News company. So he's talking about, he, he retweeted part of a BBC interview with Walt Disney in which Walt Disney was asked if he designed his original Mickey Mouse films, Mickey Mouse and Donald Duck, the original films for kids. And here's the ultimate follow the money. The answer is, well, no. You have to appeal to the adult. The adults mm -hmm. had the money. The children don't have any money. <laughs> That's true. That's right. In all of the fantasy lands and ideas that Walt Disney created, Tinkerbell and... There's the real reality of it. Follow the money. The adults have the money. The children don't. So that, that way you get <clears throat> follow the money. That, that right little there. boat you're floating down on, it's a small world, that, that touches mom as much as it touches uh, Judas. <laughs> Pirates of the Caribbean, dad thinks that's cool. Yeah, that's it. There, there you go. So there was something that came across um, this week as, as well. Uh, Baker Mayfield was... I don't. I actually don't know what the question was, but I know what the answer was. He was asked about things that, I, I, things that bother him, and he had this for an answer. Only two things I hate more than missing throws, and that's uh, lying and skim milk. And skim milk's just water lying about being milk. <laughs> what? He's channeling. He's channeling his inner Ron Swanson from Parks and Rec, played against Diplo. Unfortunately, every single word out of their mouths was a lie. There's only one thing I hate more than lying. Skim milk, which is water that's lying about being milk. Only two things I hate more than missing throws, and that's uh, lying and skim milk. And skim milk's just water lying about being milk. There you go. Water that's lying. awesome. <laughs> I think that's great. Uh, the the Detroit Lions fans are doing something we saw um, some other fans do previously, and the Bears play the Detroit Lions. Um, the as we went off the air last week, right in the last ten minutes of the show, Mark, we reported the news. We brought to the air the news that Matt Patricia or Patrichka, if you want to be Ditka, and Bob Quinn, the GM. So the coach and GM were fired after. The Houston Texans just pants them, embarrass them, just just expose them for every embarrassing part of their football operation on Thanksgiving. And then they were fired on Saturday, right near the end of our show. And we brought that to the air. And what Detroit Lions fans, now we talked about earlier about how Detroit Lions players might have a whole different feeling of freedom, being liberated, and and it's a scary thing for the Bears. They're playing against a team that isn't weighed down by by some looming figure who is nothing but 
all about losses, and now Daryl Bevel is a coach, and they're they're the Bears run run the risk of running into a team that might be energized by not having that coach around. You guys are going to continue to write us off. Yeah. Bears. Well, the Detroit Lions fans are already energized because, because within a day, uh, 24 hours after us making that, when we brought this to the air, Lions fans had donated over $1,000 to Deshaun Watson's foundation. <laughs> Because he led the Texans to that embarrassed uh, the win that embarrassed and pantsed Matt Patricia and the Lions, and that was what got him finally fired. That Detroit Lions fans contributed a thousand dollars in 24 hours to the Deshaun Watson Foundation, dedicated to education, health, housing, and other charitable causes that support families and youth in underserved communities. Many fans donated $13 for Patricia's 13 wins against 29 losses. (laughs) And Watson is matching the donation. By the way, by the way, the Bears play the Texans later in the year. They do. They'll see the quarterback that Ryan Pace didn't even want to bring in for an interview, Deshaun Watson. Should he be able to lay a major pantsing on the Bears that gets Ryan Pace and Matt Nagy fired, how much do you think Bears fans would donate? How much? What do you think they would give to the, the foundation? I think it all comes down to actually tomorrow's game. Tomorrow's game, if Bears lose to the Lions, me thinks that's a little bit more costly than losing to Deshaun Watson. Yeah, well, I think that would get it done. So that was the team, the team that lost to Deshaun Watson. And, and Lions yeah, fans, so. by the way, don't Lions fans, I like what they did, by the way, if we're doing by the ways here. And let's just say BTW for now on, just to make it easier, Steve. BTW, but, well, that's yeah. what the popular kids say. All exactly. The bitching, all the bitching kids do that. All the minutes we could have saved on this show if we just had said BTW. We'd have another like hour on this show. But uh-huh. what Lions fans don't realize is it doesn't matter who their head coach is for this franchise head coach GM you know it's never mattered that is a horrible organization Wayne Fonts mattered he lit up a cigar on national TV I still hate him for that because I was just a fan (laughs) then I was like get this guy off my TV screen yeah and I suck at math. I became a writer because I thought there was no math involved. And I said it was 99 years ago that Walt Disney would have been born in 1901. Maybe no, it would have been 119 years ago. I'm just, I can't do math. Oh, yeah. Oh, and I let that go, too. Saturday suckage. I suck so you don't have to. Yeah, that's right. So anyways, that was the, uh, we have a Twitter, um, and on uh, Twitter, Texter. The Tech Zone brought to you by Rosen Hyundai of Algonquin. Save time, shop online at rosenhyundai.com. 312-644-6767. That's how you can reach us by text. You could also call and talk on the telephone. And should anyone want to do that for the first time in four weeks, we would we would have a breaking phone call sounder. But anyways, one of our one of our texters says, What is the name of Matt Stafford's foundation? Where can I contribute? Oh that would be so true. Oh. If they beat if they beat the Bears without Galladay, and they almost did it. If Swift hold on to that pass and he should have, 
It should have been an early season loss. And who knows, maybe Matt Nagy and Ryan Pace would have been fired then. Um, what I do think is that they need a new McCaskey in charge. You look at all that. You know, let's talk about it. We take a break. We'll come back. We'll talk about getting a new McCaskey in charge because that's where I think this is headed. Um, and we'll also bring you the last interview Len Casper would be allowed to do on the score, we think, for a while anyways. Uh, we'll bring that back as well. Saturday Suckage, we suck so you don't have to. And we do it as a public service because we're givers, not takers. He's Mark Rohde. I'm Steve Rosenblum, Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. Uh, sucking. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Yeah, for sure. So just being on the same page. For sure. Not playing at all. Yeah, for sure. You, for sure. Yeah, David runs the ball. Clark, you're just trolling me now. That idiot quarterback stringing together every cliche he's ever heard. They don't really know who we are. You you deserve to be trolled. You need to be trolled more often in your life. No, but I mean, it's just we're we're all dumber for having heard that. It just just recasted as as what you just, Mr. Mr. Trubisky, what you just said is the most insanely idiotic thing. I have ever heard. No point in your rambling statement did you come close to making a point. Everyone I'm being this, trolled on uh, the old Everyone in this room too. is now dumber for having heard that. <laughs> I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. Could have done yeah. a lot of stuff, yeah. yeah. Uh, says here on the text line, okay, because Grody is a naggy lover and VP of his fan club. Parkins is president, it says in parentheses. Make him do the pajamagram commercial. Ladies and gentlemen, I have done probably 100 pajamagram commercials in my day at the score. It is the producer's turn to do the pajamagram. We have run out of creativity. It is now up to the producers like Shane Reardon and Sean Anderson and Trash Panda to do them. I am done. I have retired from the Pajamagram commercials. I'm out. And and Stifler's trying to get through it without laughing. So we give him, we commend him for that. And by the way, yeah, bitching kids, my California is showing. Because bitching's a bitching word. Yeah. And, and so good luck to everybody trying to you know, the Pajamagram thing is, is that may be the the way to solve this, it's both the longest cuffing season and longest rebuffing season. Because if you're not involved, you're never going to get involved during this pandemic. But if you are, 
it's like you're going to leave and then go off on your own. So it seems like the longest cuffing season or the longest rebuffing season. Um, it's tough out there, um, man, for the yeah, single world. It it's tough, tough out there out for a pimp. Isn't that the, yeah. isn't that the way you meant to Pippin say it? Pimping ain't easy. Right. So, by the way, we need a new McCaskey in charge. George, George is, I, I have no idea if Virginia is pissed off or not, but George has finished third or fourth in the division. Seven of the ten years he has been chairman. This would be the 11th year they're in third place now. They choked on national TV against Kirk Cousins, who is the biggest choker on national TV you'd ever seen. I mean, he's worse than Jay Cutler. And then they once again choked and they got pantsed on national TV against their primordial rival, the Packers. So if that always gets people like Mark Tressman fired, which it did, and Phil Emery fired, which it did. And what about the guys who are bringing in the Phil Emery's of the world or the Ryan Pace's of the world or the Ernie Nicorsi's of the world, the people who have to bring in headhunters because they have zero institutional knowledge of the NFL. Why is there no McCaskey that has any institutional knowledge of the NFL who could serve as somebody of more than just the designated McCaskey? somebody who would, wouldn't have to go hire a search firm. I just feel so frustrated. I don't know what you felt like as a, as a fan, if you're aware of it, or what you look at, how you look at that, Mark. But, but what is it? How do you get along like well, that? Well, here, here, here's, the, here's the thing about the search firm. There's a lot of owners that think they know, like Jerry Jones, right? He thinks, he thinks he's a GM. He thinks he's a GM. He thinks he knows how to do it all instead of admitting that I either need to hire somebody to actually do this work or hire a search firm. So at least the owners of the Bears, the McCaskies, know their limitations and that, yeah, we, we, we need some help here in finding the next guy. So I've never had a problem with that. Obviously, you'd love it if like they just knew and everybody knew who to hire. But think about all the meddling owners in sports in the NFL that are all thinking they know, like they, they, because they own an internet company, they know who the best backup quarterback would be for the franchise, you know? So that's one thing. And then the, the idea too of, you know, with Virginia McCaskey having been at that Green Bay game, and yeah, that, that matters. And I think that had something to do with why Matt Nagy went on his rant. The whole Mark Trestman, Phil Emery thing, which was great because they just blew it out. (laughs) <laughs> I think that I think that that took everything in their being to do that. You know what I mean? That's not like they are usually the McCaskies, the Bears ownership have always been a little bit more faithful, a little bit more trusting in longevity for their GMs and or coaches. So I think that everybody's saying, okay, making that comp, like, oh, you know, Virginia was there then, and the, the Green they got blown out three weeks in a row, and it was Green Bay, so you got to do the same thing to these guys. I don't think it works that way because, again, I just think that it, it took so much out of them to make a move like that. Um as opposed to what they have now. So I don't know. We'll see. Anything can still happen, but I, I don't see a, a similar scenario occurring. I don't think, I don't think we're going to get rid of the. I don't think we're going to get a new McCaskey. I don't think there'll be another Ted Phillips, but I will say this <clears throat> in his 
decade of running this thing as chairman, George McCaskey has had three coaches, John Fox, Mark Tressman, and interim coach Nagy. Since I think 1970, the Pittsburgh Steelers have had three coaches. So compare and contrast, you do the math. That would be 50 years versus 10. They have a lot more Super Bowl titles. All of their coaches have won Super Bowl titles. And the Bears, meanwhile, just keep firing coaches. However the Steelers go about finding their coaches, that's the way the Bears should do it. They're the same kind of family-run organization. They're just run far better, far less embarrassing than the Bears are. It just remains. It's just a, it's an unbelievable accounting of stupid when you add it all up when you look through it. So I, I something if they lose tomorrow to Detroit, then everybody goes. Virginia losing sucks. But yeah. Virginia can't keep help trolling Rosenblum. Yeah, Put it on his. It. Just keep call him after the show too, Sean. Just <laughs> throughout the day, and like play a Mitch cut and then hang up. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> string all these cliches together. Show us what leadership really sounds like. Oh, we got our backs against the wall. Yeah, we're just trying to be on the same page. Yeah, I just want to. You leave my guy alone. Oh my God, he's an idiot. He just comes off like an idiot. All right, let's take a break. When we come back, something better. Somebody who's not an idiot. Um, a lot, a whole lot of Len Casper achieving a dream. He get to do. He gets to do what he wants to do the way I, every uh, every one of us would love to do it. And he'll talk about why next on Chicago Sports Radio 670. The score. Uh, sucking. Well, if you have a foot fetish, this is going to be your year. Yeah. Exactly what I was thinking. New White Sox radio announcer Len Casper gets to do what he's always wanted to do. How many of us would like that opportunity in life? Good for him. I envy that. I'm Steve Rosenblum. He's Mark Grody. What? You're not doing what you want to do right now? I am doing okay. it. I did. I left the Tribune column, and I'm I'm going to insist. I'm, somehow I'm going to finish what's passing for a novel and and that's going to happen but but Len's doing it in a way that I applaud that go do it you got the opportunity to do it follow your dream get to live it and good for you every all of us would love that and amen I'm I'm happy for him um Mark tell us where you're going to be tomorrow you're going to be everywhere tomorrow so I understand it oh my god yes I will be on the the scores pregame show at some point in time probably right around 11 o'clock between 10 30 and 11 with Olin Kruth and Patrick Manley and Hub Arkish I will also appear on the WBBM AM pregame show with a couple of interviews in the 9 a.m hour so if you are sifting between CBS or Entercom radio stations um, anytime between 9 and noon tomorrow, you might hear my voice. And then I'll be on, I actually get to be on a sideline tomorrow during the Bears-Lions game on WBBM. So you will hear me and then my various reports throughout the week right here on Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. The Bet Rivers pregame show presented by MailMedChicago.com kicks off at 9, again, with Hub and Olin, Patrick, Mark Grody, Dan Pompey. Listen live on the on 670 The Score and the Radio.com app. Get the latest on the inactives, the keys to the game, and all the Bears news. The inactives will be very important. Khalil Mack, Akeem Hicks, they need them to be active on the roster and active on the field. Yes, Mark, please. This, this was fun. We're now going to bring our listeners a chance to hear from... To hear Len, Len Casper's last interview on the score, at least we think for a while, he did it with McNeil, not McNeil, he did it with Parkins and Spiegel yesterday on the Danny Parkins show, 
And so this will take you up to the Zach Zaidman show. He'll be on it too. And you throw his name into the, the list of replacements, potentially for Len Casper. So Mark, we'll talk next week and we'll find out what Mark heard throughout the week when we meet again next week at 11 o'clock on Saturday Suckage. Have a good weekend. Hi, Danny. Hi, Matt. Hi, Len. It's a big day, man. <laughs> everybody's, everybody's talking about, about your wacky and, and, and crazy move, which when you really think about it, isn't all that wacky and, and, and isn't all that crazy. You love, you love baseball and you love it on the radio specifically, or at least first, before anything, came a love for baseball on the radio, didn't it? Yeah, it, it, when I was a kid, for sure. And, um, you know, Parkins and I have, have texted, and I've, I've been listening uh, to, to your show a little bit. By the way, Spiegel, that, that was just disgusting what you did with uh, McCarthy <laughs> kind of slipping in your resume at the, at the end of it. And, um, you know, I thought we were friends, and it's like the body's not even cold. Uh, so I, I, pre- I appreciate that. Um, I texted McCarthy after the interview. I said, Matt couldn't pass the drug test, so don't worry about it. Um, yeah, you know, Danny, you're too young, I think, to, 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 to get this, and, and that, that's, not a, that's not a critique. It's, it's a compliment. You know, you're, you're, you're kind of a you're prime timer, man. You're, you're, you're ascending, and you're, you're becoming a star, and you should want to grab everything you can in this business. You know, Matt and I get to an age where – you really start to prioritize uh, a, a lot of things, and I'm not I'm not the kid anymore. I'm not I'm not the young punk. I mean, man, it felt like the last 20 years, let alone the last 16, have just flown by in the snap of my fingers. And my whole thing, guys, is to experience as much of life as I can and to explore every avenue in the game of baseball that I can. And that's the one thing I hadn't had the opportunity uh, to do. And, and, and Mike McCarthy's right. It, I, I'll tell you a couple of quick stories about phone calls I've had this week. If, if, if you have time, uh, I was talking to David Ross yesterday and I said, Rossi, you know, contemplate 2016, the day before the Cubs-Giants series, Joe Madden calls you into his office, and he says, Rossi, man, what a year. You know, you and John have worked brilliantly together. What a career you've had. And I know it's going to end here, and we hope we win a World Series, and we send you out in a blaze of glory. But um, I only got a 25-man roster, and I need an extra arm in the bullpen, so we're going to go with two catchers, so it's going to be Miggy and Willie. And you're going to travel with us, but – but you're not on the active roster. I said, how would that have made you feel? And Rossi said, I would have been absolutely crushed. I said, that's kind of like broadcasting every day for a big league team like the Cubs. And then when you get to that moment, you're along for the ride. And it was amazing. And being, being a part of the radio crew uh, has, was just, I mean, and, and Matt, you and I were in the booth for game seven. My goodness, just incredible. But my enjoyment of the game is being behind that microphone and being a part of the action. It's not about the accolades. It's not about people saying, what a great call. That, that is not – it's the work. It's, it's the craft. It's being a part of something bigger. And I want to experience that at some point. Um, I have never called and been the lead announcer for a postseason game. 
So there's all of that kind of wrapped into this. And those things over the course of time just become more important than the obvious things. Um, and I, you know, the things that I'm chasing now are the things that just kind of make me happy and the rest doesn't matter. So that's the best way I would explain how I came to this crazy idea and decision. And, you know, thankfully, Mike and, and Crane were, were amazing to, to even let me consider it. Brooks Boyer is a beast. I mean, he made this thing happen very quickly. Um, and I just, I can't wait to get going. And um, I'm wistful uh, <laughs> because I had a great 16 years, but I banked all those memories and nobody can take them away from me. And Len, I am genuinely happy for your happiness. You're right. Uh, the fame, the fortune, the audience, those are things that I would definitely still crave, and I understand that you've already climbed that mountain, as you put it, and you're getting ready to climb another. What has struck me from listening to your press conference earlier today and how you just said that is like, how at peace with this you are. Was this even a difficult decision for you? Uh, yes, it was. Uh, here's why. Because it became very clear very quickly that, um, well, well, first of all, yes, it was a difficult decision to kind of come to the idea of what would I consider jumping uh, into a drastic change like this. And that was months in, in, the, in the making, you know, a lot of isolation during the pandemic, a lot of reflection. Um, the timing is such that it, it kind of follows the Theo thing, but that, that, that is not at all what this was. Uh, it, 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 it just came down to, if not now, when? So the initial idea was to explore it, and, and I guess the term is scratch the itch, right? And I, I had decided that if it just didn't feel right in terms of whatever the offer was or the parameters, I would have been totally comfortable coming back and remaining uh, with the Cubs. And then during the process, and, you know, I don't want to give away too many specifics, but, you know, Crane and Mike didn't want me to go, and they made it very clear, not only with their words but their actions, that they were willing to, to do just about anything to make that happen. But the one thing that I couldn't get was that thing that I just told you that I wanted. And so that was the fundamental reason for the ask. So, yes, it was a difficult decision, um, but no, I don't regret it at all. I'm thrilled. I'm excited. I can't wait to get going. And, you know, I guess now I know what it's like to, to witness your own funeral because that's what <laughs> it's felt like today. It's been, <laughs> it's been crazy, and it's been incredibly humbling, and I'm uh, very, very thankful for the outpouring of support. Len, I'm going to ask you the same question that I asked Mike McCarthy because I totally respect your love of radio. I love radio. Um, was there ever a conversation or a thought of, hey, I don't know if it's going to be a year or five years, 15 years, there is precedent for this in broadcasting, but like, put it in your contract. You get to be the radio voice of the Cubs whenever Pat Hughes retires. Was that something that was discussed or would have made you stay with the Cubs if it was discussed? Uh, that was not part of the conversation um, because of the respect I have for Pat. And, and quite honestly, the reason I was able to do any of the, the radio with the Cubs uh, once uh, the games came over to WBBM and, the, and then the score 
uh, was because Pat and I had a, had a long talk about it, and I told him that I would love to, to have a small role just to, to be a part of it. And he could not have been more gracious and more welcoming, and, and I, I appreciated that so much. Um, and I want Pat to, to be here for, for as long as he wants. And, and, and my hope is that he's in his late 70s still doing Cubs baseball. And the other thing about these gigs, man, once they're, once they're taken, you know, people tend to, to, to live in these, in these jobs for a long, long time because they're the holy grail of this industry. So, no, that, that's why this decision and this idea – came about because my role with the Cubs is what it is and was what it was. And, and it was great as it was. I, I was looking for something new. Len, I, uh, I often think of the words of a, a famous songwriter who I spoke with once in L.A., and she asked me how I was doing. I think I was, I said, you know, I'm 45, I'm marginally successful, and I'm wondering what the hell life is all about. And she said, oh, right on time. Right on time, she said. And, and she was loaded, absolutely loaded and, and made and, and Hall of Fame caliber. But, you know, it's, it, it seems like whatever you're kind of chasing in life, you end up sort of not really getting enough of it unless you're actually chasing the right stuff. So what are you, what are you, what are you chasing? What, what are you chasing now? What, what are you hoping to get out of your 50s um, with a move like, like this? It's, it's, it's a good question. Um, you know, I, I think I would add this, that the friends you make throughout your career and your life, like, they're going to be there no matter where you work. That's the way I, I feel, and, and I feel that you guys and, and Shep and, you know, Tanny, Tanny was a little lukewarm about me all along, and now all of a sudden I'm his best friend, <laughs> but whatever. Um, you know, I, we've made lifelong friendships. That's how I feel. And so... I'm diving into something that I've long thought about. Would I be good at this? And I've, I've dabbled in it, but it's like I, I'd like to be, in my mind, as good at doing radio play-by-play as I feel that I am doing television play-by-play. And I, I'm trying to get better every day in terms of the TV stuff. But, you know, I don't know the answer to that. I, I think so. I think I would be good at it. But I, I really want to. I really want to find out. Um, I I want to work with DJ, whom I love. Um, this type of broadcast hasn't been done there for a while, just due to the personalities, and so this is going to be different for him. Um, and and as a, an important uh, uh, aside here, guys, you know I'm going to do everything I can to, to honor the legacy of, of Ed Farmer, who was a, was a great friend of mine and uh, one of the most generous people uh, I've ever met. And uh, I would like to think that, um, you know, if, if, if he could look down and see that uh, I'm stepping into this, that, that it would, that would make him happy. Um, I want to do a couple games of Stoney. You know, I, I thought maybe I would do that back in 2005 when I applied for the Cubs job. He was still the Cubs analyst. It ended up being Bob Brenly and then Jim Deshays, and I've been really lucky that way. Uh, but we, we come full circle, and now we'll we'll do a half dozen games together. And then that kid Benetti, man, wow, what a comet! You know, he's a once in a he's a once in a lifetime human being, and I, I just I don't know. It's it's. Uh, I, it's the line from Stripes, like, I want to party with you, man. You know what I mean? Like, 
Who doesn't want to be around Jason Benetti? It wouldn't have been possible if we weren't here to be told how much we suck. So, kudos to you guys for sucking as bad as we do. Oh, yes. Wait Wait a minute, minute, Mr. Post. Wait, wait. Wait. Oh, yeah. That's it. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? You spend here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.